0: So uh, we're going to explore today um, the topic of building community uh, and maybe to step back a little bit in the beginning to say, well, what is it that makes it important to ask even about that? Why is it that we make communities? What is it about um, a kind of need that we have? Uh, as human beings to gather together. So, um, just to put that in context, I uh, started a community of uh, a kind of a healing community that's based on a practice called focusing. Uh, but we can talk about that in a much broader sense today, too, of different kinds of communities that people create that are, tend to be, I guess, uh, the people come together around a theme. Mm-hmm. So, it can be a religious theme. It can be some kind of a practice around something like yoga, a meditation practice. It can be a community of politically minded people. Uh, something that tends to bring us together where we share something about a common interest and goal. And need, maybe. A need.
1: Mhm mhm um, so 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 you're talking about intentional communities and yeah. um and 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 there is a a desire and a need to create them so maybe we can talk a little bit more about that you know where it's mm-hmm. coming from what that need is what why we're doing that
0: yeah and i i think in some ways it it goes back to um this way in which we come into the world where we are so deeply attached Mm -hmm. and connected for also such a long period of time of childhood and adolescence in the first real community, which is our family. And we spend a lot of time in that community, um, a lot longer than lots of other creatures in the world. So, and we seem to be very, uh, designed that way, that our brains and our all emotional regulation system is built around those attachments, those deep connections within that first real community of our family. And I think from that often we really seek to recreate that in our lives, um, particularly in our kind of lives in you know, a fast-paced kind of North American society um, where we lose often that geographical connection with our family of origin. And we end up in some other place completely. And where do we find that sense of belonging? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And so maybe we could talk a little bit about that sense of belonging not mm-hmm. being an abstract uh, notion. Uh, yeah. And... Uh, but in a way, that felt sense of the yearning. How, what is it mm-hmm. that we feel in a way when we miss it? What is it that we feel when we're closer to it um, mm-hmm. in order to be kind of guided by that, that sense uh, as um, opposed to thinking of it abstractly?
0: Yeah, and I think it, it's one of those things in focusing where we talk so much about that, that felt sense, the sense of awareness in the body And that connection with other people in a deeper kind of way. And how we help each other in that connection to ground ourselves and feel a sense of stability Mm -hmm. and belonging and love under Mm -hmm. being understood, being able to relate to another person, uh, in terms of how what we value. Um, and that's so much a part of what creates our sense of identity, of who we are in the world and where we fit, where we, where we can feel safe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And
1: so, again, uh, something like sense of identity is mm-hmm. something that in ordinary language... Uh, can be thought of as something that's a high-level philosophical or psychological way of talking. And what we're talking about here is you're relating it to a sense of feeling safe, to a sense of uh, uh, really have a sense of belonging that's not abstract, but it's a sense of the the feeling good about being in a certain place in a certain way.
0: Yeah, and often in these intentional communities that we create, there there is a kind of sitting together, um, a flocking, a huddling, a gathering, even in a bodily way, you know, when we come together in a circle or we come together in a church or a synagogue or a, wherever that is, there's a sense of a physical space and a coming together and a way of calming and soothing each other in this really powerful understanding of each other's values and who, what we think is important in the world and in our own lives.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so that sense uh, of, of soothing each other, that uh, physical proximity, uh, yeah. and that echoes the experience we had at a very early age of the family of origin. And yeah. um, and that yeah. that sense of that safety uh, yeah. that comes from the huddle of the family, you know, yeah. being together. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. And sharing the what we believe to be really important, and and how that that gives us a carrying forward and in a direction in our lives. Mm-hmm. It shapes. Mm-hmm. It shapes what we value. It's hugely important, I think, in terms of creating community. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it shapes what we value. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And what we value shapes our sense of knowing ourselves, our identity. This is who I am. This is what is important to me. And, oh, you have some of that, too that's important to you too. And that connection that comes, that interconnectedness is very powerful in an intentional community. Mm -hmm,
1: mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you talk about it, obviously one of these things is going to be that there is enough commonality among the people who are gathering to make this possible. Not necessarily uniformity, but, no yeah. because
0: diversity is also so important mm-hmm. and how the community manages and and invites uh, that diversity, the differences mm-hmm. and the the conflict that can arise um, in any community is is fascinating and so important for us to pay attention to and in intentional communities, Sometimes there's there are also uh structured ways of managing those disruptions that happen in the in the connection. And that's all very fascinating. Because how does the community endure and welcome differences and things that feel alien or not me? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the challenge.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So so maybe From there, uh, it sounds like a natural segue into the communities that you know or or the how-to or the, uh, you know, the examples of forming a community.
0: Yeah. So in our focusing community, um, we started uh, maybe about four or five years ago, and we share in... um, the teaching and the practice of focusing, which is really about listening inside and also listening with another person. So it's very much about a partnership, uh, kind of relating to each other, which inherently builds community. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we gather together to do that. Um, and maybe that's a bit different than some other... communities where uh you would maybe have an inner practice but not necessarily a practice that is inner or deeper into the body but also uh simultaneous with another so i think it that makes it a little bit different in that sense but there is a gathering mm-hmm. sense of coming together and wanting to build something um, and i think we, we do have a way in our community. So it's based on teaching a lot of it, teaching courses about different things that people are interested in. Um, like you might do in a yoga community, too, or a meditation community. Um, or, you know, in a religious community where you would have um, um, people giving talks and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we have a gathering place. I think that's important. Um, Although it's so interesting how we're creating communities now, like you are, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, online. And, you know, people connect in, and and there's a way of gathering with people all over the world, which is amazing. And it changes that sense of the physicality of community.
1: Yeah, yeah with with of course the limitation that yeah. the physicality of community at at uh, you know that it has a has a a depth of yeah. um felt presence uh, yeah. that's closer to that primal experience of it being in the family yes. so so we're extending the the possibility of community but at the same time losing some of its uh, value
0: yeah yeah like it's different for me to sit here with you, I, I already have a sense of community with you, even though I've never met you personally, mm-hmm. and I've only met you a couple of times online,
1: right. but we
0: share a community, and when we first met, it was, you know, I was trying to place how, where do you fit into my community, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, you're a focuser, oh, okay, there's a sense of belonging, Oh, you're a therapist. Oh, okay, well, there's another sense of belonging, right? And you see how our faces light up because mm-hmm. we're activating that sense of engagement with each other, and it's there, and it's like an amazing thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, we're we're online, but still, that's a pretty yeah. amazing thing. Yeah,
1: but so I, I very much like, as you're doing this, of um, talking about the nitty-gritty of how we create the connections, how we have a sense of orienting have a sense of uh, you know is there safety is there a common point of yeah. building the bridge uh, yeah. that this process is very much going on so um, if you are in a room with strangers or with many strangers there's going to be some looking around some saying you know some some reactions oh this person seems nice so this person reminds me of that and 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 so little by little a sense of um, Uh, The back and forth process of kind of feeling the way around to see whether it feels safe or not or to what degree it does.
0: Yes, and it's so interesting in the beginnings of groups how um, we see that happen, right? Mm -hmm. That people are kind of looking across and what are the things I have in common with you and what don't I have in common with you and what do I like about you and what don't I like about you and... And the, in the beginning of our uh, classes, when we come together in the first week in particular, we spend time really paying attention to what is it that we need from each other in order to feel safe and mm-hmm. uh, and willing to come out and and to connect in a deeper way, because in focusing we connect in a deeper way, down mm-hmm. in the body. And it's much more vulnerable place to be with people, so we want to really pay attention to that in the in especially in the in the very beginning of the group process our our classes are usually eight to ten weeks long so we're together and we explore uh, a theme for example um, and people deepen their sharing and their process. So, so in the beginning, we, we really focus on what is it that each of us needs in order to feel a sense of safety and connection. Mm-hmm. And I think that's crucial in an intentional communities. That piece of uh, safety and connecting and also what do we, what kind of structure do we have uh, available to us if that sense of safety and connection becomes disrupted. Yeah. And then the book, the knowing that there is a structure there, and that we have uh, a, a, a way of being able to use that structure to get to work through and get to the other side of whatever that disruption is, and then carry on, rather mm-hmm. than. What happens, I think, in so many communities where there's the breakdown, there isn't the structure, and the community dissolves, and people feel a repeated sense of being disheartened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really sad.
1: Yeah, and so it's interesting that the same applies whether we're talking about, say, a group, uh, you know, gathering of a group that's going to last only three hours, or uh, a larger uh, repeated group that's going to continue over time or a community of learning or a more permanent community, that there's no shortcut for actually that feeling of establishing safety, establishing that respect, establishing some ground rules. uh, So the very presence of the possibility, accepting the possibility of a threat as opposed to simply assuming that because we're together, everything's going to be all right.
0: Yeah, that's naive. Yeah, I mean, conflict is an inherent and wonderful part of life. Mm-hmm. It's just there. And then it gets very, you know, complex sometimes because it runs up against, you know, all kinds of issues in life um, that, that challenge us and make us feel um, frightened maybe or small and diminished, or, you know, what people say things and one person feels shamed by the other, or judged by the other in some way, and, you know, where's that line of accepting, accepting and welcoming, which is such a huge value in intentional communities often, right? Mm-hmm. Certainly in the focusing community, being accepting and inclusive, where's the line between that and then being... Too accepting to the point where uh, people are not safe,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
0: that's fascinating for me.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: yeah, and being with those boundaries—you know, where are they, and do they move, and how does the group uh, manage those boundaries in community? Fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. hmm And 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 very related to how does a family function? Uh, <laughs> you know that. Uh, <laughs> you know just uh not you know this is going to be the individuality there's going to be respect there's going to be uh you know how do we manage conflict um where do i go with the group and where would i be actually dissolved if i did yeah yeah
0: yeah and and the possibility of repair Mm-hmm. So uh, for those people that are fortunate enough that in their family of origin, things went well there, you know, people were heard and respected and they had a way of working through conflict and um, they felt loved and held, that's amazing, right? Because then you grow up with that sense of um, having a way of regulating yourself and grounding yourself and hearing other people and taking that in, but when we grow up and that is all disrupted and there's lots of trauma, then we have an opportunity in a new community to repair that or to continue the, the wounding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's also really fascinating, you know, because if we've been wounded a lot in our first community, the chances are we're going to see that happening in subsequent communities that we're involved in, when it is and when it isn't. hmm mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah.
0: And, you yeah. know, is there a leader in the community? And what? how does the leader help with all of those issues? It's,
1: it's very interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So essentially that, um, you know, going into any community, whether it is a uh, a, a one-time group or a much more intense, longer-lasting one. We sign up for actually encountering those things that are yeah. likely to rub against the old wounds. Yeah. And uh, that what makes the community healing as opposed to re-traumatizing is the ability to actually have some support, have some space, have uh, you know that the, the the challenge is not so high, that it is possible to uh, confront it. Uh, in a way to go beyond it, to digest it, uh, instead of, um, you know, once again being proven that that's the the way the world is.
0: Yeah, instead of reenacting it,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to be able to uh, have, say, other members of the community to hold a space um, so that we can get the right distance from what's going on there and be able to work it through to the other side. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. And so, just uh, in a way, the phrasing do the, the, the uh, rest of the community uh, forming a space and yeah. you know, work it through to the other side. There's a, a physical quality in the words you use uh, that illustrates that sense of trust. You know that in a way, it's the same thing. If somebody says uh, to you, uh, "Trust that you can jump here," or "We're here to catch you." or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in the trust exercise, you know, of falling backwards and yes, people are there yeah. to catch you. Um, yeah. So so essentially what we're talking about in that community is the creation of trust and, and the process that we were talking about earlier about uh, safety, creating safety, uh, assessing it, um, is how we can create that sense of trust in a way that's not a leap of faith, but there is—it's um, uh, about calibrating how much we can trust people, so that we can then come to the place where we can rely on that trust.
0: Yes, and I, I think I think some of that also that helps in our community is that we do have a common way of mapping some of that journey out
1: mm-hmm. and
0: talking about it. Um, that we, we, we are able to go deep into the process in a bodily way. We are also able to touch into the emotional part of it. And we also really welcome the cerebral part, thinking about what mm-hmm. is happening. And that I think if you can do all of those things, and in, and the beauty of what I love about the focusing world is that we do do all of those things. When you can, Understand something at all of those levels, mm-hmm. and then also if you have some kind of a framework or a model in which to understand that—a map—I love maps.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Then we can see where we are. So, for example, in a group where people get triggered by each other, say in our in our group, and it happens,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have a way of holding the space while people are very activated and also being able to step back and ground physically in the body, and then also to be able to think uh, at some point about what just happened there. And take that in, and then listen inside, and really pause, and listen to each other. So I think all of those things are really helpful mm-hmm, It works mm-hmm. deeply and getting through, say, a very, very challenging moment in a group where people are really activated and triggered by each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And so you're talking about two things. Um, one is the specific model uh, that, in this case, about focusing and what it does and how it helps.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: the other one is that, in general, um, it seems like having a common roadmap, a common model, is going to make it maybe more possible to mm-hmm. have a community that challenges, that confronts challenging situations. Uh, because without it, uh, maybe there, there's, there's no basis on which to feel grounded in difficult moments, or it's more difficult.
0: I think it's more difficult, yeah. If you have a shared commonality in an in intentional community, there's a way of framing something and understanding it. Yeah. And that usually helps people to regulate and calm down more. hmm
1: hmm And so well,
0: that's what, of where to go. Like, how are we going to manage this thing? Because it feels chaotic or, you know, flooding or whatever thats is. mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. And so in many different ways, uh, you know, there is a self-selection and people go there and so that, that, that helps. But in a way, how does this help negotiate relations with people who have a different belief system? You know, so in this case, we're talking about something that is neither political nor religious as a belief system. But some communities are also more oriented toward a commonality of belief in a religious or political um, outlook. And, and so, in some way or another, when we have, um, in a way, we depend on the, the, the common model yeah. to be a glue that helps us find grounding together, um, you know, how do we then find a way to negotiate relationships with people who don't have that glue?
0: Mhm. Well, well I think that that's an important really important that's a life question right mm-hmm. And look at the world <laughs> yeah. what's going on in the world uh but i think in a way it's all part of the same thing it's like within the family of origin there are going to be people that can be very different from each other gay people straight people queer people black you know i mean it it's and then within, uh, even within an intentional community like in the focusing community, there's lots of people that disagree about this or that. And how do we? We there's race issues, gender issues. How do we manage that in our community? And then taking that and managing it in the greater world. So, I guess in some ways we would say that part of it in our community is about valuing the focusing attitude, right? That we we come with curiosity. And we try to suspend judgment as much as possible and to be curious about differences and other. Uh, And we have to do that within. It's easier sometimes to do that when we share a lot of common reality. But it's the same mechanism, I think, when we don't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So what I'm hearing you say,
1: uh, and which I I feel very much in sync with, is the Mm -hmm. sense that In a way, uh, being in a community that has this common set of values, but Mm -hmm. that does not shy away from conflict. Um, We get a training in managing conflict and respecting difference so that we're better able to negotiate conflict with people who might have a different set of values and a different roadmap. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yes. (laughs) So I want to see, does this feel like a good place to end this, or do you want to add something?
0: No, I think that feels feels whole and complete in that little moment in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. Great. This is part of the Active Pause podcast at ActivePaws.com